You're listening to Marketing Major at Josh and Mo. A podcast created for students by students who are curious about marketing. So welcome back for another episode of Marketing Major. We have an exciting guest today. Her name is Vanessa Julio, and she works at Londonderry Mall as a marketing manager. So Vanessa, we'll just start off the podcast by getting you to introduce yourself and a bit of your background as well. Cool. Awesome. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Um, so yeah, I going way back, I went to the University of Alberta School of Business, and I graduated with a major in accounting actually in a minor in marketing once I sorted out that accounting was not the path for me. Um, and then pretty much right before I graduated, I interviewed at Londonderry and I was hired on part-time as their marketing coordinator initially. And then once I graduated, I uh, kept working for another year as their marketing coordinator full-time. And then um, after my first year mark, I was lucky enough to move into the manager role. And that's where I'm at now. Cool. Out of your... Uh out of like university, what was your marketing experience and background like before you got to Londonderry? Before I got to Londonderry, so I'd only worked one marketing job at a home builder in St. Albert called Sarasota Homes. And I was um, kind of a, like another coordinator role as well. So I just helped with like a little bit of um, like design work for ads, you know, marketing strategy, all that good stuff. So I knew I liked it, but it was kind of like, oh, go into accounting, you know, like that's the way to go. So and then realized it wasn't the right path. So and you, I think you told me you were part of the marketing club too while you were here. I was, so you're kind of yes. around the whole marketing atmosphere. Exactly. Yeah. 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 No, that was a really fun time. I enjoyed it. I was the external director when I was part of the marketing club. Nice. It's always funny when I hear that you wanted to go into accounting just because you like to do like <laughs> so art weird. and drawing and painting and all this stuff. Like you would have been the most like hipster, creative accountant. <laughs> <there> <laughs> <is>. <laughs> just brought some new new life into that office. Yeah, no, it, it was weird. I don't know what I think I was just kind of led to believe that it was the best route to go and that I would make me the most money and everything like that, which is so far from the truth. And there's so much opportunity in marketing. I just didn't know it. So. Yeah. Just took some and exploring. No knock to like our accounting major no. listeners. <laughs> oh, no. Awesome. Oh, heck yeah. No, I <laughs> honestly, I really enjoyed my time yeah. working in accounting too. Like it's, I respect them so much. It's just like, wasn't for me, but I honestly, like it was so many good points to it too. Yeah. And uh, I was thinking we were talking before the podcast started that when I was a kid, I didn't really know uh, that there's actually like marketing managers at these malls. And I just assume that this is just like some random spot that West Edmonton was just this big building that someone built and then they just kind of like let the owners of the, <laughs> of the franchises go free but can you explain uh, maybe just some of like the the players in the market for um, like development like yeah. Ivanhoe and that yeah. kind of stuff and then like what you do yeah totally so um, companies like Ivanhoe Cambridge um, and Oxford who so they manage Kingsway and City Center and Ivanhoe Cambridge is Southgate. So they're called property management companies. So they look after the day-to-day -day activities of the property and they're more often than not on site. Um, that's where that's what I work for. So I work for Cushman and Wakefield Asset Services, which is the same kind of thing. Um, and then there's also owners groups. So a lot of the shopping centers will actually be owned by a group of people, typically investors. So we're owned by someone called Montez. Um, based out of Toronto and they're essentially like they're they're the top like top dogs in our company like they kind of de determine everything that happens to them all so if we're looking to open a new retailer or if you know for we want to invest in a capital project it always goes through them 
And then we kind of carry that out. They do the day-to-day stuff. Yep, yep, we do everything. Yeah, yeah, like so my team consists of like there's a there's the general manager, retail manager, and then there's like a whole operations and maintenance department. There's me and marketing department, and then there's like our specialty leasing and um, long-term leasing departments. So it's a big group. So like Londonderry and Kingsway, they're not, they're just names. Like there's no company called Londonderry. They're just, it's just a name for the building. No, typically not. I mean, there's, so some properties are owners and operators. And I'm trying to think off the top of my head who's like that. And I think we don't have any of those of those centers in Edmonton, but Cadillac Fairview, which I think there is a property in Calgary. And they'll it'll say CF in front of the shopping center as well. And they own and operate all their centers. So it varies, but more often than not, there's always the two. Cool. And then just to kind of hone in on the the whole mar- the marketing department and, and all those. So you're the marketing manager at Londonderry Mall. Um, is there like a marketing team for Cushman Wakefield as a whole or how does that how does that work? Yeah, exactly. So our head office is in Toronto and we do have someone that oversees the department from there. Um, yeah, and they, they're kind of like who all of us directors and managers across Canada answer to. What exactly are your roles and responsibilities as the marketing manager? Yeah, so they're quite, there's quite a lot of them. So um, I manage everything from traditional marketing, so ads that appear outside the mall, radio, billboards, all that kind of stuff, um, to in-mall signage, to digital marketing. So I oversee all of our social media accounts and any other digital media that we partake in. Um, and then also any sort of like community engagement events or traffic driving events. Um and also any coordination with the retailers, like if they're looking to do some sort of huge promo or campaign, that's also me. Um, I think that's about it. Basically anything outward facing in the mall. How does it, how did your marketing mindset kind of have to shift when you got into like the mall world? I think I had to be a lot more um, like of a chameleon and kind of adapt to what was going on in the market at that time because like with shopping center marketing I find it changes so quickly and like what people want to see and things that work so for example um the first few years I was there I was doing like virtual reality events and those were really popular and then I noticed like kids are starting to just become too accustomed to it it's not that exciting anymore so I had to change I'm like hey what's the next big thing to do and it's one of those things where you can't just sit back and I think that that's Something that applies to marketing as a whole is you can't just be like, all right, we're doing a good job and like kind of take a break. Like you can't, you have to keep seeing what's the next big, big thing, like what's going to bring people in. So That was kind of something I had to change because I wasn't used to thinking so quickly and so far ahead and always looking for the newest idea. So yeah. And a lot of your role revolves around like experiential marketing. Hey, eh? yes, Nowadays. it's that's with shopping centers. That's the reality. Like gone are the days where people are just coming to the mall for the sake of coming to the mall. There's so many other things for people to be doing. And, you know, with like the trouble with leasing and, you know, just a lot of retailers closing down permanently. Um, it's you just have to be super creative and give people a reason to get up and off their off their computers, off of Amazon and actually come and buy things in store. Is that still like the biggest challenge you have right now is fighting the whole online retail? Uh, online retail and most recently thrifting. So, okay. I mean, like I love thrif- thrifting. Like I I love that. I love that it's green. I definitely do it. Um, but it's just another challenge that we have to face. And like maybe that means we need to figure out how to bring that into this shopping center because a lot of retailers are looking at doing that. Like H&M takes old clothes now. Um, and I think Nordstrom is doing some sort of program where they're reselling clothes. So, yeah, those are those are my two 
enemies at the moment, but <laughs> but I still like them and I use them, <laughs> so it's hard. You also mentioned just like always looking for the next big thing and the next way to kind of keep people engaged and come into the mall. So what do you say is little the, the big thing now or, or the next thing that's working for you right now the most? Ooh, uh, let's see. Well, so right now, and I think it's almost starting to fizzle because it's getting very saturated, is the whole shop local thing. So that's something that we've been doing for the past couple of years is bringing in um, – companies and businesses that are local to Edmonton and offering that to people, um, which and I, it's still huge. People are still really looking for that and looking to support local businesses, but I'm finding it's becoming just everyone's doing it now and there's so many to choose from that it's not something that's unique and exciting anymore. So kind of moving on from that. And then as far as what the next big thing is, that's, that's a toughie. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm trying to figure that one out at the moment. So yeah, I don't even, I don't think I have a, a real answer right now for that one. I guess we'll yeah. just have to keep an eye out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking um, for someone in like the Londonderry area, what what do you think um, from a marketing perspective is like the unique value that uh, Londonderry offers? Yeah, so I think one of the best things is we're located in such a way that it's super easy to get to us. Um, we're not in like a downtown core or anything, so parking's great. Um, we're really accessible. So that's another awesome thing. We actually like got nominated for award for accessibility. Um, and I think we do a lot of community engagement. So we try to do events that, you know, support charities, support our community. Um, the sewery, we have 15 schools within like, I think it's like a 10 minute or 15 minute drive around us or something like that. Um, so we try to do a lot with them. So we're just, because we're so nestled right into a neighborhood, which is different from a lot of other malls, We've really tried to give back, and I think our the demographic in our area love that, and that's why they come and shop with us. I think you guys also have the benefit of being such a neighborhood staple because Londonderry's been there for like ever. Like I remember, I went to high school right across the road, and like Londonderry was just like a part of a regular part of our day. We just go to Londonderry at lunch, maybe after school, hang out there on the weekends. So, yes, I think you guys have like a certain degree of of brand loyalty towards Londonderry Mall that helps you guys out a lot. Um, but has that kind of changed? Recently, like, have you seen more loyalty, less just because of all the challenges you guys are facing? No, you know what? I would say more just because despite the fact that um, we haven't, you know, like, the leasing, leasing hasn't been as amazing as it has as it could have been, we've still gotten a lot of really great retailers in the past couple of years, like Simons and H&M. Those have been huge wins. So on top of customers that have always been coming to our mall, we're now beginning to capture a whole new demographic that used to drive right past us to go to other centers. But now we have what they're looking for, so they're coming to us. And we're noticing they're, they're repeating shoppers, too. Right. So it's great. You bring up an interesting point about the retailers. Like, as your job as the marketing manager, we kind of assume that your job is just to keep shoppers coming. But another part of your job is also to make sure retailers are coming to Londonderry Mall and setting shop there. How is your approach different from, like, attracting uh, shoppers or attracting retailers as yeah, a marketing manager? For sure. So um, I guess attracting shoppers, I mean, that's the whole experiential marketing thing. And then with attracting retailers – um, I work really closely with leasing to develop, um, kind of a strategy on how we'll, we'll tackle them. So we usually like to tell the story that, you know, we're located in an area that has expanded significantly since like five years ago. I mean, there's so many new neighborhoods with like McConaughey, Crystalina, all those areas just north of us. So we're trying to show retailers that there's this young new demographic with a lot of disposable income that have just moved in and they're looking for somewhere to shop. So what a great idea to put your store literally next door to them, you know, and stuff so they don't have to drive so far. And and we try to show them, too, that we capture a lot from St. Albert, Fort Saskatchewan, and Sherwood Park as well. Now that the Henday's built, 
So these are all things that I create like a package for and I cater it to each retailer um, with their branding and everything. Um, and basically it just explains to them that, you know, we're we're hot, we're up and coming hotspot and, you know, get your store in there while you can. Because I feel like in five years or something, it's going to be fully leased and it's going to be a really good shopping center. Cool. And is, is the communication channel between you and the retailers like directly, you show them directly, like this is why you should be here or are you kind of trying to use your more general um, advertising and events and also show them that, hey, Londonderry is a hotspot for you guys to set, set up? Yeah, I think it's a mix. So yeah, like I use, I definitely use the things that I do in the mall to entice them as well as research that I do on the side. Um, I don't communicate directly with them though. That's the, the leasing team. So I basically just supplement the information to leasing and then they go after them. Sometimes I'll be involved in the conversations, but rarely. I was thinking too, um, just this past Christmas, is there any way that marketing can change like how people perceive Londonderry like for that that season and like how do you make the holiday shopping like experience exciting again when it's mm-hmm. kind of something that some people you know they they like dread it or yeah. or it's just like the same thing every year and you kind of get like that it's almost like marketing overload at that time of year you know it is so yeah that's actually one of my one of my huge challenges throughout the year is like how do I how do we stand out from everything else. So the way we've been doing that is just really, really thinking outside the box, like way outside, like what can we bring in that no one else is doing that will, you know, make us, make us exciting. So one year we brought in the Grinch, which was super fun (laughs) and people love that. We had lineups for days. Um, And then this year we actually brought in, uh, yeah, so it's just like, it's all about like something that'll just like make people be like, oh my gosh, this is so crazy. I need to go to Londonderry. Um, And this year we actually brought in actresses, um, not the real Elsa and Anna from Frozen, but actresses and they got to take pictures with them with Santa. Oh, that drives some traffic. Oh <laughs> my God. Like literally our photographer texted me that night and he's like, I underestimated the power of the frozen sisters. And I was like, I know we needed security. Like it was insane. So it's just all about doing that kind of stuff. And then I find people really love if there's an opportunity for either like giving back like a charity component or just something that's benefiting people that are overlooked. So we also did something called Silent Santa, which catered to children with um, sensory sensitivities. So we actually had um, sectioned off time with Santa where we shut off all the music, we turned down the lights, um, and we did one-on-one sessions that they were able to come th- come to. Um, and it's it books up every single year. And this year we were lucky enough to be on Global News where they got they asked us about it and they put the program out there even further. Um, yeah, and I think like good stories like that are what people want during the holidays. Yeah, we'll have yeah. to put that in the show notes, actually, because that was a really cool video because you get to see, I think, the emotional reaction from the parents, too. And it, it, you talk about it being underserved, and it's like something they've never done before. And you think it's a simple act as going to sit with Santa, but these kids have never done it, which is crazy. Oh, we got, I had so many parents crying. It was, like, such yeah. a beautiful thing. It's honestly my favorite thing that we do. It really is. Just to kind of switch gears a little bit, um, can you kind of take us through what does your actual job look like throughout the day? Yeah, of course. So start at 8 a.m., get right in with my coffee. Um, and I usually like to start off the day when it's really quiet doing a mall walk. So I go the whole, I go through the whole mall and make sure that there's not anything outstanding that I need to solve right away. Like all the directories look good, all the stores look good, all the signage is still intact. Um, and then from there, I'll kind of you know, plan map out what I want to do for the day. So I'm a big list maker. I love making like a to-do list every day. And I'm like, really like, so I do that. And I kind of like figure out, you know, what do I want to work on? And there's always 
it, it's never like one thing all day. I usually really have to cut my time up. So like I'll dedicate a couple of hours to event planning. Like what are my upcoming events? Like do I have to contact sponsors? Do I have to order decor? Do I have to get rentals, you know? Um, and then another bit of my day, and this kind of also weaves in and out of the rest of my day depending on what I get from it, but is social media. So if I get notifications, like obviously I'll reply to them and stuff, but I usually spend like a few hours um, putting up a few different stories on Instagram of like promotions stores are having, ads for events that are coming up. Um, and then just making sure that my boosted ads are performing properly on like Facebook and Instagram. And then another part of my day is just kind of brainstorming what I can do different and like other things that we can do in the future and chatting with coworkers about that and seeing if anyone needs help with anything and uh, and then going over to guest services and making sure they're still doing good because I also oversee that whole side of things. So the whole customer service aspect. Oh, that's pretty much it. That that pretty much takes me into my day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a little bit all over the place. It is. Like it's it, very yeah. all over the place, but um, it, it still all connects. Like it's mm -hmm. all the same kind of thing, which is right. nice. You're the marketing manager. Yeah. Um, right now there is no marketing coordinator at, no. at Lundary. No. Um, but let's say like if a student is looking for a marketing coordinator job in this like in the mall environment, like what can they expect to be doing like in the role? Yeah. So I'll go back to when I was a marketing coordinator. So um, you're definitely playing a huge part still. Um, what I used to have to do was we'd kind of split up the split up the events like the marketing manager would plan one and then I'd plan the other. So it wouldn't be so like everyone or you're, work, you're working on so many different events all at once. It's kind of nice to split that up. Um and then, like, she would handle, like, a lot of, like, the bigger things. So, like, going straight to the tenants and stuff like that. And I do a lot more of, like, the, like, designing, design work and kind of, like, brainstorming the outline and how an event would function and kind of, like, this underlying strategy of things. It was a lot of just collaboration, honestly. And it was nice having, like, it was a really nice learning opportunity for me because, obviously, I hadn't really done a whole lot of marketing work. So, it was nice having someone who'd been in the industry for a while, showed me the ropes, kind of taught me everything I needed to know. Um, but other than that, it didn't vary too much other than I wasn't doing nearly as much as I am now. Like the workload was a little bit smaller just because it was split. As the manager, um, mm -hmm. let's like, let's say you're, you're recruiting for a coordinator. Mm -hmm. what, what would you say you're looking for? I'd say someone who is outgoing, willing, like has a very charismatic personality because in marketing, you end up having to talk to a lot of people, network a lot of people. So definitely a people person. Um, I think like a design background helps so much. Like if you kind of, you don't even have to have like a degree in it, but if you kind of understand the basics of Photoshop or like Illustrator or any of that kind of stuff, that's really helpful too. And I think good, a good, like if I see someone that's worked in customer service or a job, like a, even a retail job where they had to deal with people a lot, that speaks volumes to me because part of my job is dealing with the public a lot and, you know, making sure. And, and, you know, in a lot of ways when you're dealing with retailers, it's like dealing with the public because sometimes they'll come to you and they'll be, they'll be mad about something or oh, my business isn't doing well. And you have to know how to, you know, calm them down, stay professional, how, you know, diffu diffuse on. the situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Put a smile on, even though you want to oh like, you want to yell in <laughs> their faces. The <laughs> yes. So that's one thing that I, I, I really look for. And then uh, it's just, it's personality too. You know, like I know right away when I'm interviewing someone, if like we're going to get, like I want to make sure it's someone that I'm going to be able to work with and who I think will fit in with my team and the office culture. So, yeah. Oh, it, yeah. So it doesn't sound to me like other than maybe having some 
It's a pretty introductory level design background. Yeah. Like you don't have to have too much marketing experience or no. be a marketing, you know, whiz to, no. really, to get the job. Absolutely not. I mean, like I barely did going into my my role and they like one of the main reasons why they hired me is they just liked that I was doing uh, I like they liked that I was in the marketing club so they, that's one good thing and uh they liked the volunteer work I was doing outside of uh school which was I was volunteering with Western Canada Fashion Week so I think as long as you're kind of like doing even things on the side that have to do with the career path you're going to even if it's volunteer or charity work they love seeing that and I love seeing that was there one thing about like working at London Dairy that you thought this is why I want to work here? Or is it just kind of like you applied for it and then you got the job and then you kind of fell in love with it over time? Yeah. Oh, I was, when I saw that job posting, like I was like, this is, I need this job. Like I love fashion. I love retail. That is my thing. Yeah. So yeah, I knew that I had to have it. I think at the end of the interview, I literally was just like, please, like I need the, I want this job so bad. And they actually loved that I I said that. They're yeah. like, that made it seem like you want, you you literally told us you wanted it, which was like awesome. So another fun tip for students. <laughs> it would be really cool. And I definitely, I wish that Edmonton had a little more of that because I don't really see myself moving from here. Like I love the city and I love being in Alberta and everything. So um, maybe, I mean, if the opportunity arises, 100%. Um, I think in the future, I definitely would like to do like, something that kind of more closely aligns with my values. So like something that's like, I, I, I want to be part of like, like be a change maker and like do something like either whether it's, you know, helping with like um, environmental issues or something like that. Like I'd love to go into that kind of marketing. So that's kind of my goals at cool. the moment. But yeah. You, may, you might be able to even bring that into what you're doing right now a little bit. I, and I try to, yeah. yeah. Like we're, we're um, implementing a ton of green practices at Londonderry and it's, it, we're quite a green mall already. Like there's a lot of energy efficient things about the, sh the center, but uh, yeah, we're, I'm trying to do like more recycling drives and campaigns. So definitely big time. Yeah. Uh, so you had mentioned, or I guess we mentioned previously that you are quite into design and creativity and I'm wondering how um, your job at Londonderry kind of fits into that role and what aspects of your job you love the most that allow you to express your creative side. Um, I think I'm really lucky in the sense that I kind of have freedom to do whatever I want. Like people aren't really breathing down my neck saying do this and do this. So yeah, that's my favorite part of my job right now is how creative it allows me to be. So whether it's design for, you know, like like an event we're having or the event itself, that like I, I I can pretty much exercise all my creative abilities through that um, because there's like sky's the limit when it comes to that. our budget's the limit actually <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so within budget but I think that's that's probably the thing that appealed to me the most creative wise is I when it comes to doing a campaign or anything like that like it's that constant puzzle and that that need to think creatively where you like it's a problem and like you have to figure out the solution to it but it has to be. Um, different and unique and creative in that sense so do you have a certain like look or brand that you go for with London Dairy that you've kind of created yeah I I, def I definitely didn't create that I can't take credit for it we used to work with an agency a long before I arrived and they definitely went for a more clean black and white minimalist kind of look like our logo is very streamlined and so definitely when it comes to our brand collateral I've tried to stick with that um 
lately though we've tried to incorporate more color and kind of like a younger feel just because we're trying to appeal to that 25 to 40 demographic um it's one that we've lost i think over the years dating way back just because we didn't have the brands that people were looking for so that's kind of we're trying we're trying to pull back in so yeah we're definitely trying to add that little bit of fun while still maintaining the very modern sleek Mm -hmm. vibe that we had before and i'm gonna ask you a question that i love asking Mm -hmm. like marketers if you had to put your brand into like three words what are those words? Ooh. <laughs> I know it's a tough one, but. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Um, definitely community. Um, I'd say maybe like diverse, diversity and fun. We community, diversity, fun. and fun. Yeah. Sounds like a nice model to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. Cool. That one's, that's a hard one. I've yeah, never I asked know. that before. I like to challenge guests sometimes. No, so. I like it. <laughs> Uh, it's about time to wrap things up. But before we do, I'm just going to get you to try to think back to when you were a student and use that experience. And, and if you have any advice to offer students today, what would that piece of advice be? Um, I think the biggest piece of advice and something I wish someone would have told me back then is just go for it. Like, even if you don't think it's going to happen or you don't think you're good enough or qualified enough, whatever, try. Because you never know. I didn't think I was going to get the job I'm in now. And little, and I would have never imagined ever been the marketing manager a year after I started, but I just went for it. So shoot your shot and just go for it. Um, that's some great advice. And uh, I've kind of missed out on the quote of the day last few episodes. I'm going to bring it back. And uh, the quote of the day for this episode is shoot your shot. <laughs> Yay. Because you don't know what's out there. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for coming on, Vanessa. It was a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you. It was great to be here.